Um, we're gonna, you're gonna stand and sit and do whatever you're gonna do this morning. I'm gonna share some things. We do have some aspects of PowerPoint, but it's really something that's being prepared and it's not where I want it to be yet, where I would believe that it, it's supposed to be. So it's very sporadic on that, but you see we have a new look. And those things are going to factor in and become very important into our understanding. So let's do our first prayer, we call our prayer covering. And Father, we bless the name that is above every name. Every word that has already been spoken and decreed has gone on assignment. And even as we speak, and I see torrents of words being released, but they're not words that are simply released into the air to just stay put, but they go someplace to manifest. And so we praise you and we thank you this morning for your mercy and your loving kindness. And we thank you for the way that you are with us because you treat us so well. Father, we bless you and we praise you that whatever the emergencies are that people have throughout this earth, the, the last minute things that occur to disrupt their lives, that it was not a surprise to you, nor is it a surprise to you. And you always have a ram in the thicket, a solution, a word for the weary, a word to release. The worst report um, can be subsided by the knowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord and that the blood of Jesus is the remedy for the ails of mankind. And we thank you this morning for being the God that perfects the things that concern us. There are disruptions, there are discrepancies, there are anomalies, there are attacks that are uh, raised up to, to and poised to, to move in on the lives of your people. But there is a word that is a standard that we raise up now yes. to say as situations and scenarios come to try to confront us, they are confronted by your word yes. and yes. by the shield of faith that quenches every fiery dart of the adversary. We don't use darts. We have swords. We have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have a shield that is called the blood of Jesus. We have a decree and a command that is the word of God. We have the angelic host, which outnumber the demonic two to one and more. We have the protocols of heaven, and we have a kingdom assignment, which means that we are destined and assigned to succeed in everything that you send us to do. Your word is before us, your word is within us, your word is around us, your word is in the atmosphere, your word is ready to manifest every place that it is sent. And so it is being sent, dispersed to the four winds of the earth, covering the United States of America, the White House at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, President Donald John Trump. Vice President Michael Pence and all that is in the cabinet, their respective wives and families, and all of the families of the husbands and wives and the children of everyone that is a part of that administration. We speak the release of your power and your love over the Speaker of the House. We speak it over the governors, of the Democratic governors as well as the Republican governors. There is no distinction in terms of who you love. You love us all, and we shall not forget that. We release 
release the power of your love, the power of yeah. repentance, and the conviction yes. of the Holy Spirit into every pulpit all over this country, whether they be live and in person in their respective houses, or if they are online, wherever they happen to be. That any word that is spoken that is contrary to the will of God, any yes, hatred, yes, any bitterness, yes, yes, any yes. kind of evil speak, it is struck down before it gets the chance to formulate. That your spirit, the spirit of the fear of the Lord is evident in every place. And we dare not touch those that are in positions of, of authority regardless of what we think about them and regardless of their politics. It doesn't even matter if they're up to uh, shenanigans and foolishness. You have already spoken. The prince of this world has been judged. And all of these things are simply a part of what we will see as we know promotion comes from God and you raise up who you will and you put down who you will. And so that is what the expectation is of the church. We say in the name of Jesus that those that preach according to color, those that preach according to uh, national origin, those that preach according to the wrongs that have been done them, those that preach according to their personal opinions, that those words cause them to be muted or they have to uh, swallow them or spit them out. But yes. what they will not do is through hatred and dissension oh. and division over the people of God. This we call a halt to now in the name of Yeshua. We speak this according to the apostolic authority that is in this house and release this word according to the heart of your apostle that is our apostle. And we praise you and we thank you that these words have merit, that they are connected to other apostolic releases all over this nation, that we hook up with that and release the fire of your word into those places. Bonfire, bonfire, bonfire turns to wildfire, wildfire, wildfire. Every place against, against the works of darkness and against any subversive attacks coming from within the body of Christ. And we ourselves say repentance has been offered and we join in with that. Forgive the foolishness. Forgive us for not knowing and heal the hurts of those that are hurting others because they have not allowed you to enter in and clean the wounds to cleanse but today we release the blood of Jesus yes. into the mouths of the contrary and I say specifically pastors because any pastor that stands and says that they proclaim the word of God and they speak the vitriolic words of Satan is out of order yes. get in line and get in order in the name of Jesus anything that has been spoken that hurts the sheep, that hurts the people that are supposed to be shepherded, that are supposed to be led by the love of God and by the word of God. We say in the name of Jesus, we call for a cleansing to take place, that they not be hurt by another person's foolishness, by another person's stubbornness, wickedness, rebellion, or whatever else it is that it happens to be called. But we say this day that there is healing for the nations in the United Nations, in the United States of America, in the body of Christ, in every house of worship, in every place where the internet is coming through. If they're sitting at home, it will not be church at home watching TV, but it will be on our faces, on our knees, and standing on our feet, proclaiming the power of the gospel, releasing the love of God, and receiving the love of God on the inside that our personal opinion is as dung in a potty. Flush it down and continue on to speak the word of the Lord and only the word of the Lord do we speak. Those that claim to be citizens of the kingdom of God, those that claim to be born from above but live like they're still in sin, we call you to 
conviction this day in the name of Jesus that your soul is saved, that your spirit comes alive to the things of God and that you are able to have dominion power over your flesh and over your mind and your will and your emotion that you submitted all to the almighty God, his word, his will, his way. And if you're not willing to do that, it's time to come to the altar and be born again. And we make provision for that as well. But we speak the love of God and the correction that comes from it. The two-edged sword that cuts between the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. That is a, a watcher and a contender and it evaluates and sifts and defines the reasonings of our own mind. That we do as David said, that I consider my thoughts and I consider my ways and I turn my feet to go in your direction, God. And let everything else fall from us. I pray this for mothers, for fathers, for brothers, for sisters, for husbands, for wives, for children, for all spring uncles aunts every family member you can think of i pray this for all of us in every place where we are divided where we think that our opinion should be like satan said i will exalt what i think above that which the most high god has said strike it down in the name of jesus and we thank you for it because you love us so much and you can be seated Father, we thank you that you, in your wisdom, repay all of those according to their works. You are the ultimate judge. You judge what is evil in your sight those that you have brought into our lives that we thought brought misery and you've used them to smooth us those that were brought into our lives that were corrupted meant to destroy us you judge those that only you know why they came. So we pray this for the sinner, the saint, especially the saints, that you repay us all according to our works as you perceive them. Oh yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning to those that are also joining us on uh, Periscope. And we do say that this meeting is sealed by the blood of Jesus, that there are shields that are up and all around us today. We do say that the word of God and the blood of Jesus is our covering, and that we are in. This message comes to you from the secret place of the Most High God, where we abide, stable and fixed, under the shadow of the Almighty God, whose power no foe, no enemy, no flesh and blood, and definitely no devil can withstand and we thank you for that, Father. We also praise you for the fact that we have come together in unity and as one. And I want to share a couple of things. This is of interest to everyone that 
Uh, I think the majority of the people here are on some particular city prayer call. And I had opportunity to share this, a few of us had the opportunity to share this on um, some other calls that have come since the time. But we received a strategy on Friday night on the Chicago call. The report will, will have some of this. But we had recognized that we were going to begin on this new level and we had a, a gift cleansing, uh, seer gifts and so forth, seer ability and all that type of cleansing prayers that we went through all of last week. And it was really to press for unity and I think that side, it says prayer of unity and that was what was transpired. And so what happened is that we came back for the next one and we didn't, we, if, you, if we thought anything, we probably thought we'd just pick up where we left off and continue on and go back to a certain street and, and do certain things. And I believe we had said, well, we know that we're going to go through the streets of the city. Well, uh, what we, the first part of what we got was to speak and to put the, the, um, put the word and put things in place so that when Mr. Trump and Pence are reelected, that the temper tantrums of Satan shall not have the power that it did four years ago. And so as we began to speak, we asked the Holy Spirit to tell us, in that city, where would the key place be that we needed to cover and to begin to speak now? And so as we started to pray, um, we went on a side journey. And we began to speak about what I, I don't call them abortion clinics because they're baby murdering factories. That's right. what they are. And he took us in that direction and we started to, to speak to that. And we started saying because while the distractions are going on with all of this other foolishness, you'll still be trying to murder babies. And we're not going to take our eyes off of what, what, what the Spirit of the Lord said. And so what happened what happened was so awesome. The Spirit of the Lord led us to look online, google.com, and type a simple phrase, where are the primary Planned Parenthood centers in the city of Chicago? And a list of, I think, about seven or eight came up. And we began to speak their name and their address street by street. And there was such a disruption in the demonic realm. The shivering came because we have been general, but we got down to it. And, the, and when I say we, I mean we followed the Holy Spirit and it just was like supercharged the energy. Because as we started, and they don't call them Planned Parenthood most of the time, they're called health centers or family planning centers. It's like, no, that's not what you are. So the one at the University of Chicago, the one that was on Mid-South Michigan, and the one over the, and, and I, don't, I don't yet know all the addresses to be able to repeat them that way, but it's coming. Because we didn't do this as a one time, but what we realized was that we were walking the streets of Chicago. I'm giving this to everyone as, as to use as, as will. Um, but, at the end of it, someone saw the demonic getting very angry 
because they were being called out. They weren't being glossed over. We said to the spirits here, to the ones here, over here at this address, over here at this address. And as the momentum built up, there was a, a lot of puffing of demonic smoke. It says, keep an eye on it and let's do this. And we released, <laughs> and the laughter just began to come. And what you could see was the word of God coming alive. Jesus disarmed the principalities and the powers. And laughter and the joy of the Lord and the sound of laughter and victory is a very different sound. It's the confidence in the one that you present, represent, which is the Almighty God. And so we will continue on with that, but then one of the team members said, it, well, several people said the same thing, that it felt like every time one of those streets was mentioned, there was a, a shaking, a quivering, and something felt electric as we were going. And it was like, yeah, I know what it is. It's like when you're getting ready and something's about to go down and you know you're going to be the one that wins it. And so I am happy to say that the Chicago City Prayer Team call on Friday nights is now called Chicago Special Ops. <laughs> Which is fun. I don't, we don't have jackets yet. <laughs> but it was, there's an exhilaration that comes from, first of all, knowing you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. And then the best part is watching how he takes over and does it. And that's why we give him glory. That's one of the reasons that we give him glory this morning. It's just such a gratitude for things. And then, oh, then he tells us where to go, where, where to speak concerning the other, the, the, the original center, uh, I think it was city center, which is on West Adams because we spoke that too. And so we are going through the streets as the spirit directs in the way that he wants, but specifically walking in that city because as we spoke it, we could see ourselves there and, and walking in the streets of the city and every place that we put our feet, God said he has given it to us. So I wanted to share that because it was just... It's also just sharing the strategy, because um, I know the call start up again tomorrow. So if, if that's something that you're led to do, that's pretty much how we did it. And there are other things that we borrow from y'all. So, you know, we, keep this, we take what we hear. And, and so you can hear the expansion of unity. So prayer of unity today, what that's really saying is that there are many prayers of unity. Now, I'm going to give you a headline on what we may touch on today, but I, I, I want to kind of, there's another direction I want to go. So what we're going to be doing over the next month or so is uh, called Heaven's Economic Culture. That's what we're going to be looking at, Intentional Kingdom Living. So what I will be talking about over the weeks is intentional living. This is something that it's not new. Intentional living, but we're going to live according to heaven's economy and get a real under not just an understanding but an active knowledge of it because we have pieces of it but what happens is you can get the revelation of something but not necessarily walk in it 
We have a lot of things that have been released, but the power of the word is, is the release is the, is, the, is the first part, but the true power of the word cannot be seen until it is put to work. It has to be activated. It's like you have an on button. The on button does you no good until you press it and turn the power on to whatever is connected. If you don't ever turn on the power, you don't get the results of that which you've been given. And so we're going to extract from things in the word and see how to put it to work. And I don't say practically put it to work. I mean put the supernatural to work in the practical matters of our lives. Because we've noticed and we prayed this week on our Thursday and Saturday Thursday call, we worshiped, but the topic that I believe we talked about Sometimes they, I will admit these calls kind of all connect so much that I have to remember which one it was. But we recognize lack, lack and scarcity and other things that were not right. And how there are a number of individuals that by now the finances should have manifested, but there still seem to be some things. And so as we looked at it, and we kind of glanced through to see what was up in the courts, and things of that sort. But um, the main thing that we did was we, we were like, okay, this is the repentance line. This is the lack of knowledge line. This is this. And I realized it's like, if you turn in your Bible to a very familiar scripture, now I'm completely out of line with what the notes say, that's fine. Um, go to, let's go to the book of Malachi. And in that book, we're familiar <coughs> with verse 6, Malachi 3, 6, which says, For I am the Lord, and I do not change. So what that says to me is that if anything is going to be changed, uh, if, if, if there's something that God said is to happen and, and it's not happening, God hasn't changed, so I will have to. My words will have to change. My hearing will have to change. My beliefs will have to change. Because some of my beliefs will be hindrances because I won't look to see in the places I should because of, because of a lack of belief. Am I making sense? You, there are things that it's not that, well, we, because we preach religiously that God has to withhold from us because of this, that, and the other. But see, even in acts of disobedience and what have you, it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses and brings forgiveness. And repentance and confessing of sins very quickly brings us into alignment with God, but it ne doesn't necessarily bring forth the other. And the reason is, is because many to I think, one of the reasons is, is because we hear the word, and then we stay in a place of st in stasis. We, we don't move. There's no movement in our beliefs. There's no movement in our declarations. There's no push, meaning your hand is on it to keep it on the plow, as opposed to just trying to use an electronic plow, or I guess, or have a battery-operated plow that you push buttons and it just goes on. Some things have to have your hand on it. Some things don't. I have to have an interest in what is going on in my life in order to receive the benefits for my life. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to skip down, um, skip the next one, because we're going to go in that direction next time. Go down, one or up, or whatever. 
come back. That's not the one. I wanted to speak on this. Keep going up. Yeah, that one. This is something so she shared yesterday. She was giving a testimony on a thir uh, Saturday night of some awesome things that happened from the Thursday prayer. The Spirit of the Lord gave us instructions. He said, I want to address uh, scarcity and I want to address lack and poverty, poverty minds and things in this house, this particular house. And so as we obeyed him and were going in those directions, it was like he was indicating to us, ask me for a sign, ask me for something. And so we started to ask him, we'd like to see um, certain things happen and different people came up and, this, and he showed us, I'm talking about us here, all right, uh, us on, online, uh, those of that, that we're aware of. And really when I say this house, I speak also concerning people that we have not yet met. But because they are a part of this house, those prayers are already uh, encompassing them as well. And as we started to speak, we could see the Lord doing things in certain people. Now, there were specific people named, and from what I understand, the next day there were testimonies in those lives. There was breakthrough that started to happen. Okay, you guys, what I just told you is that there was prayer that God said went out for somebody in this house. You don't know who, but your name was also mentioned. And breakthroughs started happening immediately. Yes. It is my prayer that went into you. And when we hear about yours, that the same level of rejoicing that you give will speak to the amount that you receive. Come on. God did something amazing for people in this house. God did something that means that yours is also throughout. And that is one of the reasons why so many do not yet have. is because gratitude and thanksgiving and getting joyous over somebody else is a part of what opens the gateways of prosperity. Do you see? And it's a, it's a thing in, in religion. Oh, that was just God doing it. I don't, I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. So she was sharing that uh, as she was, she, was, she was taking care of something, she was driving in, a, in an area. It's her testimony, so I'm, I'm going to be very vague and let her tell it, you know. Uh, at the right time, but she was trying to get back home, and where she was is notorious for cutting off your call, your cell phone. You can't, it's kind of the kind of place that even when somebody really wants to talk to you, they will hang up and tell you, don't call me back until you get into civilization, because this is terrible. It, and she prayed, and she asked the Lord, she said, you know, I need to get back, and in the meantime, I need to get on a prayer call, and I need it to not close down. I need to be able to stay. I don't want to miss it and have to keep calling back. And in this place that I can testify, it typically does not happen. She was able to stay on the phone, get all the way. And she said, because I have a direct line to heaven. Like that. Now, I thought that was so awesome. She said, 
that's why I believe in my phone. I, I'm going to tell you where she was. She was on the, um, the grapevine coming through when you're going into the Los Angeles area and you're in all the hills where Angeles wow. Park is and all that. And that is notorious. Wow. For, if anybody's ever driven it, trying to have a conversation, and it's like people get mad. Don't call me back. Until you get to the city, I don't, don't don't call me again because it's hang up, call back, hang up, call back. She stayed on the phone that entire period of time. She said because I have a direct line. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yes! Yes! Thank you for the direct line, Lord God. Yes! 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 I have a direct line. Yes! Yes! I told her. I said I will be using that, my dear. Because that's, that is the mindset of the kingdom. I have a direct, this is how Yeshua thinks. I have a direct line. I have a direct line. I have a direct line. And so I asked the Lord for different scriptures, and this is the first one. That it says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. That's a direct line with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. And you know he told us, anything you ask the Father in my name. That's a direct line. Do you see the connection? Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive and you have it. This is a direct line. He gave us instructions that are a direct connection to what is above. And I dare say that we haven't recognized what we have. Oh, my God. You see, it's not just in an emergency situation. It's the way we live every single day. We have this all the time. We It never disconnects. There's never a message that has to go out saying the kingdom of God is experiencing difficulties with the internet. (laughs) Now we've got connectivity issues sometimes here. But if you have a connectivity issue with heaven, you have the blood of Jesus. You have the advocate himself that will cleanse us from those things and put us on track. We have the presence of the Holy Spirit. We have the releasing of the word of God, which is the word of his power. We have all of these um, these essentials for essential kingdom living. It's essential. And I want that thought to be in us. First of all, that you have an advocate. Because he set it up. That there's nothing. It's my name. My name. When you ask the Father in my name. I'll do it. And then he makes it even better. I'll tell you what to ask. So that you can bypass everything. My God, my God, my God. And that's what was so exciting about Thursday for us, was he told us what to ask. And I have the testimonies already begun. And it's not finished until everybody has a testimony. Praise God. Amen. You see? Amen. Expect yours next because you were on that thing too. Okay? Praise God. It was it was Amen. a specific. It was a specific. Yes. I, why am I telling you this? You know why? So that you understand that you're on God's mind all the time. Yeah. That's he has other people pray for you because you're on his mind. 
He has other people. That's why you and I don't have to sit there whining and crying about I don't have this. I don't. And I'm going to tell you something else that is really awesome. I ended up being one of those people too. All right. <laughs> and I was like, this is my typical response to, to sometimes when God does stuff. You ready? Because I want you to see how spiritual you should be. What? <laughs> what? What? And that's just how I did it. What? <laughs> what? That's pretty much it. You did what? What? You what? Yes. What? Oh, thank you. What? Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! I praise you. I thank you. What did you? What did you do? Oh my God! What? And it's pretty much like that. It's not an act. It's. I'm, I'm all my favorite words. I'm gobsmacked. I'm astonished. I'm befuddled. I'm stunned. I'm amazed. I'm shocked. I'm blessed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm joyous. I'm humbled. I'm happy. I'm crying. I'm shouting. I'm everything I need to be. Whatever expression you need, I'm going to give it to you because this has absolutely pushed me back. I'm floored. I'm standing. I'm rising. I'm jumping. I'm leaping. I'm twirling. I'm happy. I'm blessed. And that's very minimal. But I have a direct line. So I know. And you know what happens when you do it? It's this big smile is on his face. Yes, it is. Yes, and the Holy Spirit is standing there, arms folded, looking so awesome and muscular and God. And he is laughing with you and rejoicing with you and pleased with you and listening for the contact from above to say, what else can we give her? Come on now. I like when she does that. What else does she need? What, where's her angel? Where, where are the angels? What, what, what is on her mind? Let's, let's get that in motion. Let's, let's pull that forward. Let's move every obstacle out of the way because here is somebody that is willing to look like a fool if need be to say, honey, what? 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 And I'm still thinking. I'm still reeling. He did it again today. What? What? How? God, my God, what are you doing? Do it again, do it again, do it again. Yes. But in the meantime, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What? You did for me? What? For me? You did it for me. I'm asking you if I can do it for somebody else. And you did it for me. Yes, yes. You see, because that was part of the prayer. We were releasing certain secrets, and I was telling them a secret that uh, our secret desire that I believe is the heart of God for me, and somebody else took it. Somebody else took it, which is what it's supposed to be. It was to be shared. This is how we. This is the heart of the kingdom, and so what we're doing is we're affect, we're not infecting. We are affecting one another. 
influencing one another with the goodness of the kingdom of God. Who else? This is the cry of mercy. Who else can I show goodness to? Who else can I show the goodness of God to? Who else has a need for something? Where else do you want me to go? Who do you want to release to? Who needs healing as it's in these hands? Who needs what I what who needs a word that is instant in season? Wherever you want to go, let's do it, Holy Spirit. Let's do it. Because I, I'm I'm floored that you did it for me. And now I know that means you'll let me do it for others because that's the desire that you have, Jesus. You did not sit here and go, I got all this healing. I got all this wealth. I got all this ability. And just sit there on the mountain so they should come to me. You went out until they knew to follow. And then you led them into places that they never would have gone to see things that it was impossible to manifest any place that, uh, except for in town. You brought them to places of the wilderness. You brought them into high places and into places where then the acts of God were seen and known just as they had been in the time when Moses led the people out of, the, out, out of Egypt and into the places that it's like you can't get that stuff here. But in God, you can. There's no electricity here, so this shouldn't be working. But see, there's enough electrical current in the spirit to get done whatever you need to get done. You know, you can't have this kind of thing here. You, you, you can't have more money than what you said. But you, you can. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I think most of the time we just, we just have it. This is part of the prosperity, is the joy before. The joy before. The joy before. The anticipation before the party. The happiness before it takes place. The taking of what is yours and already having. And what I want to say is that many of you have not. People have created budgets, but revenue streams, right? And I mean river beds where the streams of income are to go. You're told to prepare for wealth. Well, it's not just a list. It's a vision. It's a picture that you get. Because you're not going to, if you, if you do opt to squander everything you get, it won't stop you from getting it. It just will stop what you have from growing. It won't multiply. You have to have. In your essentials, and we will be going into this in more detail, but right now I'm just, I'm going to just speak this way. You're going to have to have a giving plan that exceeds anything that you have ever done before. And what I mean by that is that you have, what did you say? The people get quiet on that. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I've got you here. I got Jerry here, I got Dan here, I got Nicole here, I got Alicia here. I got enough folks here with uh, the ability to take this if they want it. Since God has already highlighted y'all. Okay. You have to have a giving plan. You have to have in that giving plan, this is my tithing, ceilings and floors, we'll go again. This is where my uh, alms. This is my first fruits, right? Now, the thing about the first fruits and the tithing, I'll show you connection. I don't have any of my notes. This is fun. I need a whiteboard. I got to start writing. I'm going to have to start writing. The tithe here in Malachi, 
I'm the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have, have not kept them. And in many cases, it's because they don't know them. He said, return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. And, uh, you know, I, I know we typically read that as in uh, return to God, like turn around, be a repenter, and, and stuff. And that's, there is, that is there. But also, did you ever think, return to me what's mine, and I'll return to you on my, on my level of giving? <laughs> There's a return for every return. Because God is never to be outdone. So there is a return, and there's a plan. There is actually, heaven has a financial plan for you and I. There is a plan for your wealth. There is a wealth plan for you, according to the kingdom economic system. Because every citizen has a benefits package. Yes, they do. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Yes. <laughs> and forget not all of his benefits. I know when I worked in corporate America, I didn't know half the benefits I had. I only knew the ones I cared about. But then when there was a need for something, and I found out there's actually provision for that. That's what your benefits are, provisions for everything that you have need of. And so here he says, <clears throat> but you say, how shall we return? And he, here it is. Return. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, how have we robbed you? Which tells you that they were dull of understanding. They didn't even know. You see, they were living life according to the good term and terms of, you know, this is the way you are a good Jew, or this is the way that you are a good Christian, and this is, these are the things that you do according to tradition. But the tradition was steeped in deception and fallacy and error. And so they're continuing on doing good according to their understanding of the wrong things. And if no one is bothering to find out what God has actually said, then you can build an entire platform based on error and deception yes, and never walk in the things and wonder how you ended up in hell. That's right. Come on now. How did this happen? I thought I was saved. You thought you were, but you never found out from the word what it was that you had. Do you see what I'm saying? And I don't want to see that happen to anybody. So here he's saying, you're living below the standard of life that I have set for you. And part of the reason is because you robbed me in tithes and offerings. There's both. And that incorporates the first fruits as well. You robbed me in your giving. And I know people don't, I, I don't, I don't really know if people like it or not. It doesn't matter. What matters if you want to, to really proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, and you're going to have to show the wealth too, show them the money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's there. But when we live the life according to our 401k or the business plan that they have for you on a job, or even your own personal ambition about what you're going to do and you're telling God how it needs to be done, you're missing the, the subtle point that says you could be slightly off direction, off course, because of what you think that is not working. But you still keep thinking it. And he's saying, I want you to think differently. That would give us Psalm 119, 57, 58, and 59. It encapsulates the way that Jesus walked. And I'm saying to you that until we truly realize 
the kingdom economy in our lives, then we fall short of the desire and the pleasure of God. You don't have to keep the money. In fact, he wants you to sow it. That's why a giving plan, see tithes and offerings, the tithe is the tribute to the king. It's the part that says I am completely in on this plan. That's what that tenth is. The first tenth is the one that speaks for you, yes, in the courts of heaven, in the spirit realm. And it says, when I bring the tithe to you, the whole tithe, I'm telling you, I'm committed to doing things your way. Your way. Your way. Okay? And now the joy is very important because... Um, <laughs> Because that's the attitude of the first fruits. That's right. Ooh. When you bring the tithe, I get 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 the tithe. and you do. Uh -huh. And it's like, yes, Lord, yippee, if that's your song. Whatever your song happens to be, and you bring that to his storehouse. There's meat in this house, Lord. Yes. Yes. There's meat in this house, God. Yes. Okay. There's meat here. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, part of me wants to invite you, but I really do have no, something no, to say. No, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, far. Thank you. Remember there was a testimony about the about happy smile after happy. Yes, ma'am. I do. Would you like to give now? Sure. <laughs> I'm trained. <laughs> Going on in her. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 Yay. 
Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what happens is that you bring the tithe, and there is an excitement. I gotta get this in. It's oh my God! This is you just giving me this. I gotta get you this, and and it's whether you have sold a car or sold a house or sold a a picture or something that you know one of your artistry or something like that. It is the income that you get from this. See, for me, I want him in on everything. Whatever you decide to hold, withhold from him, oh, I'm going to give an offering, but did you tithe? Well, the, the offering, he said tithes and offerings, and he put it in an order. Why? I want in. I want in. You want a new house? I want in on the old one. That's it. You want a new car? I want in on the old one. You want to increase your business? I want in on the ground floor. If you, I'm telling you, and it's not, oh my God, I gotta give the tithe. I'm telling you, here's something. Uh, It's a dime from every dollar, period. That's all it is. It's not a number, it's a percentage. The first tenth, so that the whole is blessed. And this, this message is not going away. It will be amplified. Trust All right. me. All right. It will be amplified. Because you want to get the devil out of that's your right. money. Yes. That's right. Or you don't. But, it, you know, but this is how to do it. And what it does is it starts to change something in you because you realize, wait a minute, I've got a partner. And he's got a whole lot more than I do. In fact, everything he's got is mine. Everything he's got is mine. Every resource available to him is available to me. I have a direct line. I am directly connected. This is in my blood. This is in my... Yes. Okay. Everything that I'm saying is going to come back to the word. It is all the word. Okay? And um, pay attention to the woman that sits over there when she says that. Pay attention. It's all connected. I have a direct line. Not only do I have the written, but I have it written in me. And every time we speak it, it has an assignment and it goes someplace to manifest. When you pray over your children, when you pray over this person's health, and you pray your little worries, then I I don't know what happens. I I can imagine, but I'm, I'm not interested. What I'm interested in is that when you speak this word and you say, Father, no weapons formed against them will prosper, that those words go forth and then they formulate into a shield and says even when the weapons come, any weapon that comes against them has to hit that word and it will bounce back off. It surely isn't going to penetrate them or is it going to touch them. That's really the truth. When you live that, not just say it, you know, and go on, but I say it, and I see it going where he said. He said, because my word doesn't return to me unfulfilled. So it's going to be there, and it will be fulfilled for all into perpetuity. So no weapons formed against me will ever prosper. I didn't say they wouldn't form, and I didn't say attacks didn't come. What I am telling you is that the adversary will never win. That's right. 
because every tongue that rises up against me in judgment will be proven wrong. I will walk in my heritage as a son of God. I walk in my heritage as a kingdom citizen. When I say the Lord perfects the things that concern me, those words have been are, have been sent out. They are a, a, a foundation. It's a it's a tower, a strong tower that I can go in and I'm safe. When I say that fear of man is a snare, but those that trust God, they are safe, then my trust in God supersedes fear of man because I'm either going to be ensnared or I'm going to be free and I'm going to be safe. I've chosen to be safe. And so that means that the opinions of other people about even what we preach, there will be a, there is a day, and this is it, that you want to hear this if since you want the manifestation of the kingdom. And I'm not going to ask the question how many of you have sufficient because I know you don't. You have dreams that are bigger than your bank account. You have desires that God has put in your heart. And you have visions of places that you are to go and you can't fund it from where you are. But you were never meant to. He is and he does it through all of us. This is why you have to have a giving plan because that's a bed that says these are, the first one is alms. Alms are to take care of those that are not yet able. This is the hand extended to raise people up, to bring them, to feed them enough and to clothe them warmly or, or whatever they need so that they are alert to be able to hear what the message is so that they can then go and do. That's why you feed them fish before you teach, and then you teach them the fish. Don't just teach them, feed them, then teach them because they're going to be more alert since their eyes are bright and their countenance is great because they're fed. Because you cared about meeting their need and increasing their ability to strengthen them so that they're not dependent upon you. We only want to be dependent on God. So this, the next part, the next stream bed, if you will, your tithing bed, that you're saying, okay, all the tithes, I bring all of the tithes. This is one of the first ones to bring them into the storehouse so that there's meat in his house. And if there's meat in his house, and there's food for everyone. That's right. Yes. Do you see? There's bread, too. Because that's also the word. All right? So then the next one is your, uh, I, I, we'll say the first fruits. There's two kinds of first fruits, though. You see, there's the first fruits, bring to the Lord, set aside the first fruits of the harvest. And that's good because that's the obedience that causes God to bless because he wants to. It's the because. Because you did, I can do this. But there's another part to that, and this is the secondary. This is because it's like, well, I've tithed, so why would I do the first fruit? It's like you do the first fruit from the first, right? But then, and I tithe off of the, the, what, what, uh, my income and so forth, but I can give a first fruits offering even when I've done the other. This offering is because you're so good to me. And you want, I want to honor you by honoring the priest, the high priest that received. I could give it, just hand it, but it's a lot more fun to give it as a first fruit to God and then release it. Because then when it's released, there's a cause of blessing connected. And I want to give where I am blessed. I want to give. You, you, want, you mean to say you give to be blessed? I'm blessed anyway, and yes, I do. Yes, I do. I want to increase in blessings to the level 
that my ability to be a blessing to others bypasses the levels that I go around. You better believe us. Okay, so now you've got this, and we'll talk about it more because I can see people tilting, but what I'm saying is, no, it's not the, the one that we, for the four times of you, this is a different offering. This is an offering that says, I've given you my first fruits, but here's an offering that is given the first offering of its kind that I'm giving because I want you to be free to do whatever you want to wow. do, God, in my life, in the lives of the people around me, in the life of the recipient of this, and doing these things in the name of Yeshua. And then there is the, um, this is the fun one, I think. It's the investment fund. The investment fund is kingdom investments, not world investments. You see, in the world, just as the, there's tithing and there's taxation. The world taxes you on what you have and takes it or tells you how much you're going to have to give them. Whereas God says, I want the first tenth. You give that to him. And then the windows of blessing open, the windows of heaven, the portals open for the ideas. The Deuteronomy 8.18 starts to kick in. And every other blessing, all of the promises start to work for you. You bless when you come in and when, when you go out and so forth, the fruit of your ground, the, Deut uh, the Genesis blessing it all all the it's just this big huge blessing and yes some say it's this scripture this but see it's the blessings of the lord it's an s there's the blessing and then there's the blessings of the lord that make it rich and do not add sorrow and that has to be connected to letting the word of god dwell in you richly yes 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 because the richness of the word is what brings about the wealth in the earth because you have to know what you have in the kingdom in order to be able to appropriate it, to touch it. Do you understand? And so the returns in heaven are different because you can actually go get them. The others you have to wait. Okay, I think that's funny. Anyway, okay. So the investments of the kingdom, you don't expect your return from the business that you invest in. You expect your return from God. Who pays at a higher rate? Okay. Pause and think about that. Let's go back to the war. He says, you are cursed with a curse, your home nation, for you are robbing me. God did not say, I cursed you. He's saying, you're not walking in the blessing. The whole nation is walking under the curse. You're not walking in the blessing. I'm bringing you a word of correction so that you will change what you're walking in. You're walking in a curse. I want you to walk in a blessing. I'm giving correction. It's a bridge that you cross over to get into the right place. To go to, you'll reach your destination in the blessing. You won't reach it in the curse. That's right. They don't go in the same direction. He, like a comedian, is not funny. Okay. Um, um, he says, you're cursing the curse of your whole nation for you're robbing me. You're robbing me. This means that you're being accused constantly in the courts of heaven. It's, trans it's transgression. Oh! Yes. Okay? You're being uh, accused of the very... Now, you're influenced... If you're influenced by a demonic spirit and you do what they say, they then use it against you in the court of, uh, court of heaven. They tell on you. Yeah. And they accuse you of robbing them because you say that you belong to God, but you're doing what they want you to do. Break that down. He knows where. I'm telling you. Okay? 
So he's saying, how, but we, you're asking, well, how have we robbed you? And he says, in tithes and offerings, you're cursed with a curse, your whole nation. That's why you have lack. That's why you get just enough, and then the bags with holes, the holes start coming. This is why you get to a certain point, and then this happens. Now, we're not talking about your bad management and all that other stuff yet. But what we are talking about right now is just a typical expression, okay? Um, if God never gave to you because you managed things poorly, we've never had anything. That's right. <laughs> so get the religion out, okay? That's what we taught. But, we, we're, but the, the grace has rescued us, the, the glory of God, the blessing of God, the, the word of God, the, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, blood. the goodness yeah. of God has rescued me. I, I can't speak for anybody else. I will tell you as one that has been very inept and really just plain stupid sometimes in things that I have done. I don't deserve you. What do you think? Why do you think I say what? Because <laughs> I know who I brought to the party. All right? But he says, no, we're going to clean that up. We're going to change your clothes and change your outlook. God does not punish you to make you learn Man, to obey. That, that, that's a lie. He doesn't do it. When we end up falling on the wrong side, it's because we're in the wrong place. He's not the one that brought that on us. We ended up showing up in a place where he told us not to be by obeying. But he never told me not to go, but he told you what to do, right? Yes. Did you do what he said? No. That's why you're where you are. Obedience keeps us out of some places we don't belong. And so you never have to sing that little sorry song. How did I get here? How'd you get here with me? Okay. So you never have to say it. All right. He said, test me now in this. And, and I will see if I won't open up these windows that there will not be room enough to receive. That's in the talents. But when I pour out for you a blessing, you understand, pour out. You know, have you ever gone to a place and asked somebody to to um, pour something for you and they they were very miserly and they just kind of tipped it until one drop came out and then they write the thing back up so that that's all you got? Just like that didn't do enough to do anything. Anyone ever know anyone that's stingy or maybe you've been that person yourself? They ask for a piece of your... Apple smoked jalapeno bacon, and, <laughs> and you don't know if they're bacon worthy. <laughs> okay, then I have to say yes. So they say, I, I, I don't know why I use that. Again. Forgive me. I, I forgot where I was. I know who I'm with. All right. Okay, bacon, bacon. Uh, and for those of you that are watching us online, as soon as I said bacon, everybody in the house just went. <laughs> I'm not lying. It really happened. I saw it's like. Did you see that bacon? Bacon? Was it bacon? And we're not begging strips either. And anyway, somebody asks you for something like that, and you're thinking, I don't know if you're bacon worthy, but I might let you taste it. <laughs> and so they reach to get, it's like, no, no, I'll get it for you. And so all they really need is like just that. They don't, I mean, you just wanted to taste it. So you don't really need a whole piece to taste it. I just need to break off a little piece of a piece. There, you taste it. Now, if you want it, you get your own. Meaning, I have more in the house, we'll cook you some, but this is for me. Yes. Not saying you can't have it. We're not stingy about it. It's just it's like, I didn't make this with you in mind. I made this for myself. And now, I'll share it. I'll let you taste it if you like it. See, that way I didn't waste a whole piece, because you might not like it. 
I never know. Anyway, here's the point. That's true. <laughs> when God says pour out, it's lavish. It's overflow. It's not, I'm just going to pour out a little bit, just, just enough. Just pour a little bit, you know, like two inches, two ounces. That's all you need. That's not what he means when he says, I will open the heavens. Of, what is the point of opening windows? If you just look at the cascade, this, just the rate of speed as the thing falls down, it's going to have a lot of power connected to it. I will open the windows of heaven and pour it out. Pour it out. And it doesn't say I'll stop. He said, I'll pour out blessing that not, it's not enough to receive it. That it will be so much, you'll be overwhelmed with it. This is just from tithes and offerings. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, which protects your money, protects you, so that it will not destroy the fruit of your ground, and the vines in your field will not fail to bear fruit. This is continual prosperity. It's all right here. He said, I'll protect what you have, and I'll cause you to increase perpetually. This is a tither's right to expect to continually harvest, not just one time. That's right. This is the way heaven's economy works. God said, I want to introduce you to one of the ways that I help to create wealth in your life. This is provision. This one portion, the portion that went to the king, the tenth, provides for you and your household continually. He's saying even in a time of layoff, you are taken care of because your vines are not going to dry up. He's saying even the blessing will work for you when the economy of the world that you live in does not. The blessing will turn things around. You will always have, even if it seems like a lean moment, the blessing as it starts to operate, as you speak it and remind me, meaning you reminded yourself, this is what I said, opens up my opportunity to keep pushing you through. What happens is you don't stay in the same place where you were when the upset happened. You keep moving forward because the harvest causes you to have to go further and further out. And you'll see other revenue streams, other places where you can start to prosper. And the attitude of joy, bringing in the sheaves, is what they said, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. And that was during the time of, of, of one of the first fruit seasons. But at the same time, the principle is the same. I tithe in my heart before I ever release it. In my heart, I release gratitude. In my heart, I have that communion with him. In my heart, he sets my expectation for what he wants to pour out. How many of you are getting his expectation, meaning, God, what do you expect to pour out to me from this release? I want to come to you because I'm about to tithe, and we're praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, and I release it, but you never said anything because I didn't give you a chance. Let's talk about this. This tithe belongs to you. You know where it's going. You know that you're going to, that the windows of heaven are open to me. It's an open window, and there are certain things that you're releasing to me from heaven. What should I be looking for today? What should I be expecting from the release of this particular tithe that is connected to specific money assignments 
Because that's what we're talking about with the streams. I'm expect where, where should I be pointing or looking for this is a new, should there be a new bed for this stream to come? Because every tide is opening up a new stream of income for me. Every tie is a different conversation. Well, I've been tithing from the same job, but the conversation changes. It's a new check, right? So it's another day, right? So you flip the page to what is it here? Now I have an accounting book, and I need to be pouring over it and saying from this tie, this happened, and these are the areas that are open, and this is the stuff that you want to do. So we will watch the account or angel assigned to this one will continue with it as I also release for this one and also here are the offerings that are being given what is the assignment on the money that you want to return or the opportunity that you want to bring forth or the door that you want me to go through so that you can add to use work through me to add to somebody else what's the assignment for this one this one is for this kind of wealth this one is for paying off houses for other people this one is to buy purchase cars this one is to to bring about help somebody to build a business to do this, this wealth, but they, all out of a dime. And then whatever else it is, it's given. And it's like, I'm in the constant place of being a generous in my giving, but generous in my receiving, because what I have in my hand is what I have an open hand to give it out just as much. And you know what he does? Sometimes there's just a a set of cookies or a pound of bacon or whatever it happens to be just for you. And he says, I don't want you to do anything with this, but come with me and enjoy. And you and I don't have to keep trying to do our little shopping things to, to enjoy ourselves. I remember somebody gave a testimony. God said, go buy purses. Just go buy gold. It's like, well, just go. And the mind is like, oh, I don't deserve it. I don't. He said, I, I, he didn't, I, I don't even think there was any conversation after that until you just go do what he said. Go shop. Why would he tell this person that? Because of all of the giving that they had been doing, he's saying, I want to give you something. I want to do something for you. Because you do all these things in obedience to me. I like to take thank you. And his thank yous are bigger than ours. Yes. So this is just the, the openings of it. Keep going, Chris. Um, I want to get to this other. Um, what we're going to do, next one. The next one. This scripture is the one that I, I really uh, want to stay with. And um, I will tell you that we have an objective. Go skip that one for a minute. We're going to come back to that. That's where we're going to end. The objective of what we're talking about is to develop a greater hunger for what you want from God than what you've settled for. Yes, that's good. This is what this teaching, what we're going to be doing. And so money talk will be a great part of it because of the pleasure it gives God. If I were talking about squandering and, and doing all the, the silly things people have done, that would be one thing. But what we're talking about is building hospitals and bringing veterans off the street and um, having a place for those, uh, another place for those that have been trafficked to be, to 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 be uh, to escape and to come into complete wholeness. We're talking about all kinds of things that I'd rather not say online. But I'm telling you, 
that what we, what God has in mind, and yes, we're talking about the airplane, and we're talking about the prison, and we're talking about the dreams that God wants to express through this house. And he can do it by having other people write the check, but he wants you and I to have some of the return. You see, what people miss too often with an offering is that when I release it, there's a return that God has already established for this that is greater than just the multiplication of dollars. There is a return. There's an open door that is to come. A big seed causes a great big harvest because God never gives back on the same level as we released. And to do what he wants done, the things that we're called to do, it takes cooperating with heaven's economy. It cannot be done through flesh and blood alone. It must be, it must have God's signature on it from the onset. And that means that he has a people that are submitted to him, yielded to him, obedient to him, instead of doing it on our own terms. I gotta work four jobs, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this. And it's like, I can sow one seed and get the return. It is a team, absolutely. It is a team. This is what he, he does through us together. And as I said, it'll unfold. And the second part that uh, is there is that my hunger is to be who God says that I am. My hunger to be who God says that I am is greater than the excuses I use for staying in old patterns of thinking. So it's the fired up desire to be everything he said that is the impetus that we have to learn obedience and to stick with it. And that's things that, that will come. But let's go back to the scripture. Um, this is 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And that's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Now, we've talked about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and we've talked about the love of God and that's not what I'm going to end with today. I want to talk just briefly uh, about the communion of the Holy Spirit. I was uh, reading something, listening to something, watching something when this scripture, I was watching something, when this scripture was brought to my attention. I've read it before, but most of the time when I've read this scripture, over the years, I've probably read it as in end of chapter, let's get ready to go to the, the next one. And so even though I knew it was there, it wasn't necessarily getting the attention from me that he deserves. And so I thought about this, it's like, I, it just, I got arrested with it. The communion of the Holy Ghost. The communion, okay. So that's koinonia, and it's fellowship and intercourse and intimacy. But it's something else, you know, you're talking about the gift of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The one that Jesus sent to be with us, to lead us and to guide us in all truth, to tell us of the things to come, to show us the Father and show us Jesus, to lead us in the way that we should go, to minister to us, to sing over us, And show us how to move in the things of the Spirit in a different way. You're talking about the one that came with fire? 
and he came with power, came with wind, and he brought angels into the earth on a level that said, it's open to us again, boys, let's get to work, boys and girls. He is the one that comforts you. He is the one that speaks reassurance to you when things go wrong. He's the one that stirs you and speaks and lets the word of God start to rise up, stirs things up. He's the one that leads you to read certain things, to have certain types of conversations. And he leads us in battle in conjunction with the Father and the Son. It says here that it is the, the grace of the Lord, his overcoming power, his ability to this, this, even here, he's saying the thing that he walked in when he was here, the charis, which is what this is, the joy of the Lord, the pleasure of the Lord, the delight of the Lord, the sweetness of the Lord, the loveliness of him, the merciful kindness of him, the holiness of him, the ability to turn your heart. All of these things are factors of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. His willingness to pour out the way we can claim his blood and his name and all these things because of the grace that was given to him that he imparted to us. This grace that is not outside of us alone, is not simply around us, but also dwells within us and then is able to flow out of us. He's talking about our connection with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says that all of it started because of the love of God. The love of the Father for us. The love of the Father for Jesus. And then the love of the Father expressed to us through Jesus. And because of Jesus. And those are components. That's another degree of intimacy. To come into a place where you know it's because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that you know the love of God. It's because of Jesus that you know what it is to be loved by God, to be enveloped in God, and to be filled with the presence of the creator, possessor of the heavens and the earth. The power that is in you is much, much greater than we have ever realized. And the compassion, the capacity to love where you think that you cannot, the capacity to forgive where you have not, the capacity and the ability to look at every single person that crosses your path and see the gold in them and work with God to help to bring it out as much as you can. This is all a part of the fellowship that comes from communion with the Holy Spirit who sees from the Father's perspective, sees from the Son's perspective, and gives you the same vision to see the way that heaven says to see and creates in each and every one of us a different species of being from that which we have known to be. He teaches you to be the unknown factor in this earth, the love of God and the supernatural manifestation of God's power through you and through me. This is communion with the Holy Spirit. This is an intimacy that is different from, and it's, I love, you know me well enough to know, I love those lovely moments with him, the sweetness and the communion of the Holy Spirit and all of that. But this is the power base. This is, let me tell you who I am. Let me tell you what you've got. Let me tell you how I want to work through you. Let me show you an impossible situation and tell you why it's not impossible for me. Let me tell you why I'm going to equip you. Let me show you the way that I want you to go. Walk in this way with me. Let me show you how those things will bow at your feet when you come because my word has gone ahead of you. Let me show you how I manifest sickness, sickness and diseases disappearing from bodies. Let me show 
show you how when I speak through you, you can send my word in a different direction and raise somebody up off of a sick bed before they even realize it. Let me tell you why you will get in the face of principalities and powers and I will speak through you and they will fall from the challenge. They will not rise up against you. Let me tell you how when I'm standing in you and you walk the walk that peacekeepers make and peacemakers make that you will change the atmosphere and the situation because you choose to have communion with me because you see me for more than sweet holy spirit sweet heavenly dove and all of that you see i am alive in you for you to live this is what he's talking about and as we started to look at that and he's like this is the communion with us this sit down place with you why am i too busy to talk to god why am I so busy? I can't read my Bible or do this and that because in my mind I've thought of it as task instead of fellowship. Amen. I got to get through the Bible reading program. I quit those. <laughs> um, I have to. I have to do this. I have to do that. I've got to do. You know, you really you start with what He wants to do. That's it. And everything else is taken care of. Everything else is taken care of. Your love for money will die and you'll love him more. Your love for identity, meaning you've got to tell people who you are and get their respect. Your love to show people how smart you are. And all of the other insecurities that we have, have expressed, because all of that is insecure. It's forgiven. We don't expose it to put anybody down. We do it so that you can see that you have a way of escape. Yeah. If you're told you're being insecure, you're not being accused, and nobody's finding fault with you. We're telling you the devil's showing up, and you, you, you should want to get rid of that. We talked the other night about, you know, I don't know how many of you are planning on Satan coming to visit you this winter. When the media tells you get your cough medicine and your Kleenex and it's cold and flu season, get ready. Then they really just told you sickness and disease is coming to your house. You should make a way. You should make a space for it and prepare for it to come. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. It's like because I, I don't plan on having the devil in my house at all. Well, what if somebody I prayed for them to be healed and, and they said they were healed and then they were sick again? So then pray again. We keep speaking the word to fill the places where the sickness has held. Has, and many people, they've had an ongoing something. And so we pray once, and the thing is gone. But then they go, but it came back. No, it didn't come back. We just don't have enough word in there yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can, you still are healed. You, that hasn't changed. Right. But your ability to walk in the word has not been strengthened because we don't have enough in there. One scripture you know, that's like taking one vitamin one time and you're supposed to be fortified for the rest of your life. I took a vitamin back in 19, uh, 1999. Isn't that enough? No. Not if you want ongoing benefits, right? Okay, I put one scripture to work. We prayed that scripture one time and that should be sufficient. No, it's not. Because you don't believe it yet. That's it. Because you don't believe it yet. The Bible says in Colossians 3, I believe it is, let this word, the word of God, dwell in you richly. That means that it pours into air. It's like heavy cream or like a butter or something. It's just 
thick and it's going to stay and it, it, it stays. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not easily moved. It's not some thin thing or blood thinner that, that is to wipe you out. It's to dwell and to increase your soul's fatness, which is the growth and the health of your soul. This is not obesity of the soul. It's the flourishing of the soul. It's the richness of your soul. Which means that as it bursts open or as it starts to get bigger, it gets enlarged. What happens is that all of the stickers and the burrs and the things of old, the anger, the, the resentments, the bitterness and stuff, it starts to get crowded out. It yes. starts to rise to the top. And you may have an amazing episode of rage and then suddenly be delivered once and for all as that demon was expressing itself as it came out. But it's the last time you'll ever speak for the devil in that situation. Because you start yes. to get free as the word of God is exalted and as the word of God is, is cherished and it's regarded as what it is, a living presence that has come to abide. The word is alive. This is what Romans uh, Hebrews 4 tells us, that the word of God is alive. That means it's always a living word. And it goes to where, wherever it is sent, that it will come into these places of my thinking, how you think about yourself. And when you look in the mirror and you speak to yourself, you stick out your tongue or you find fault or you hate this thing about yourself. Now, I'm in agreement with you that you should hate the things of the devil that you have allowed to stay. But I am not in agreement with you that you should hate the way you look simply because of the effect. Hate the effect, but yes. love that person because that house that you live in will be, the redemption of it will manifest. But as long as you hate any part of what God created, you're going to have a hard time. You see, and that's when your displeasure, when people find fault with you, when people are talking about you, they are also trying to find satisfaction from, from, the, from the weariness of themselves. Because there's something going on. Their ugliness towards you is because of the ugliness in them toward themselves. Is it easy to have compassion for them? If you choose to, yes. If you don't choose it, no. You will go back and you will talk about it. You will do this. I have I practice gratitude when I see things going on in my house or whatever that I'm I'm not really happy about. I've learned first of all, Father, I'm going to thank you for what's what because I can see the trap of the adversary. I start complaining about my house and then I start complaining about I don't like this and then I'm going to start complaining about something else and eventually what will happen is I'll complain myself right out of my home but I won't go to the expansion. Because complaining about what you have is foolish. Right? Did God give it to you? Oh, yes, yes, this is God. And now you're complaining about what God gave you? Well, no, I don't mean it like that. It's just that this has none. See, understand you can't use Satan's tactics and think that you will get God's results. Right? And so I want us to just really think about these things this week. What am I still saying? These things that we've been learning about that have been secreted or unconscious, that it's starting to come up. The, the first level was the conscious, and we prayed, and we repented, and that went. And then came the subconscious, and it was like, wow, I just, it just came to me to realize that. And you, so you prayed, and you repented, and it left. And now it seems like, well, did I actually get delivered? Because people were still seeing this. 
And this is that atmosphere that is trying once again. This is the part that was always there. That until the willingness to get the willingness to get rid of the first two will be, be the, uh, the power that also lifts this last one. But here's the problem. About the third time you hear, or the fourth or the ninth or whatever number, that somebody is pointing something out about your character that you thought that you had resolved, you start getting emotional you, instead of being tactical. You start getting mad at people, and you get upset with God, and you think all these things about yourself or about him or about everything. I'm so sick of people saying, I'm so this, I'm over it, forget it. And all of this high drama comes at a time to hinder you from simply turning around and attacking the thing and saying, okay, God, if this, since this is apparent, this is the one. This is the one we pull up. This is the uprooting. We've been cutting off branches, but we haven't really cut off the head because we had to pull it up and get those roots out. And so I present myself for your intervention to speak the things to me and give me the things to speak that will bring about not only deliverance, but a change in what does it take? Hunger to be what he said and a refusal to stay the way he did. And so I'm gonna end it there and I wanna thank you all for joining us today. I'm inviting you in about 17 minutes to uh, come back for Biblical Solutions for Life Session 2 with, uh, with our Apostle Dr. Baker and also with Minister Dory Foster. I also want to say this to you before we sign off. We said, you don't know this beautiful Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells you in Romans 10, uh, verses uh, nine, 10 and, 9 and 10 and 13, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. Now this salvation is not just being, it's not like, it's not fire insurance. It is the guarantee of eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a, de a deliverance out of darkness and the ability to walk in the kingdom of God, knowing that God is your owner, meaning he will take care of you. And we are calling you to come and do that. We also invite you to call us at 408-945-4439 or contact us with all the information that's on the board because it's that serious. you have something you want to say before yeah, I'm going to pray over you. Okay. You're going away. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, Father, right now, we pray over Pastor Lonsine, over Christina, Crystal, Carissa, that are leaving today or this week. We send you out. I pray that the apostolic power that's in you will increase. I pray that as you go to rest, that you're not vacating from the Spirit of God, that your hunger, your thirst, your desire, and your discipline for Him, and what He has for you will grow. We send you out and we'll receive you back. Yes, 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 yes. And as we do this, we know that your apostolic, prophetic, pastoral, anointing and your evangelistic and teaching anointings will impact your office of a pastor that every part of the apostolic foundation 
and the apostolic work is, or work in you, that you will not be distracted by anything. That your rest will be sweet, you'll have the fun that you need, or the enjoyment. God, will you find the enjoyment in the Word of God? So we release you to go. And we release you. We open we open the door for you to go. And we open a wider door for you to come back. You'll be smaller in body, but larger in spirit. When you come back in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Yes.